When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We here at Growing Up Rock Headquarters want to thank you the listeners for hanging out with us for 300 episodes. We appreciate you. Now here's to 300 more. Cheers. This is Jeff Scott Soto from Sons of Apollo, and you are listening to the Growing Up Rock podcast with Stephen Michael and Hollywood Pooney. You better turn it up and keep it up. You picked a bad, bad day to get under my skin. But did not come at a place that don't you even begin. Okay, Sonny, we don't celebrate a whole lot of milestones here at the podcast. We try to celebrate our anniversary every year, and I know we've celebrated some milestone podcast episodes like our 100th episode that we had Dave Manichetti on, but this is our 300th episode. So maybe this is a good time to cue Barry Manilow. Looks like we made it. (laughs) What do you think? Dude, I hate that song. I hate Barry Manilow. Send your hate mail. I don't give a shit. I hate Barry Manilow. Can't stand him. How can you hate an icon like Barry Manilow? Dude, cannot stand. I can't get through one song, front to back. No Coca Cabana, nothing? No, no. Turn it off immediately. See, this is what makes the podcast so great, because it's so very different in terms of our taste, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I think we're going to get an idea of when we were initially looking at doing a podcast. I think the intent was to kind of share the music that we love. It just so happens that we don't both love the same music. We intersect every once in a while. I think that's been probably more of a blessing than a curse because you don't want, you know, every band we talk about, we both say, oh, they suck or they're both great, you know, or whatever. So puts a little, uh, I don't know, differences to it, I guess. But when you hear some of this stuff that I'm going to share about what was going on in 2017 and 2007 and 1997, you're going to understand why we started this podcast. Yeah. So I think it's important to say, look, we scratched our head to figure out what are we going to do for our 300th episode? Because we're not one of those podcasts that, you know, I can't grab David Lee Roth and have him come on the podcast to celebrate our 300th episode. We're not like that. So we just have to basically uh, do what we always do, which is put out another episode. Hope we entertain you guys. Hope we play a little bit of fun music. Hope we give you a few basic facts and just basically have a good time. So with this 300th episode, I came up with the idea of why not 
do a when rock ruled the charts, but make it for the day w- that we released our first episode of growing up rock, which technically was August 6th. 2017. That's when we released the first episode, which was just a solo episode with me basically saying what's coming down the line. But Sonny was already on board at that point. And uh, we had an idea of how we were going to do the first three or four episodes because we already basically had them recorded. So that's the idea behind this 300th episode. We're going to share some facts about the podcast. We're going to do a little bit of When Rock Ruled the Charts for August 6, 2017. I think Sonny's got a few other things he's going to throw in. So is there anything I left out of all that, Sonny? Uh, no, but, uh, all right. So a couple of weird things about 300, just in case you didn't know, my guess is everybody knows 300 is a perfect bowling score, but did you know that 300 feet per second is the maximum legal speed of a shot paintball? (laughs) No. Have you ever been hit with a paintball up close? I want to say yes, but honestly, it was a BB gun and not a paintball. I don't know that I've ever been shot with a paintball. I don't think I've ever even gone paintballing. Oh my God. I went paintballing once. Somebody sneaks up behind me and I accidentally, instead of turning around and possibly not turning my gun around, I turned around with my gun. So the person thought they were going to get shot. So they popped me 10 feet from me right in the inner thigh. Oh my God. I cried. Dude, that (laughs) hurt so much. Could have been worse. (laughs) That's true. Did you know that no matter how bad your credit score gets, the lowest credit score you can get is supposedly a 300? Did you know that? I didn't know that. I want to say like 878 or 890 is the highest you can get. That's an oddball number. Yeah. It's just so weird. But uh, no, we're going to talk about some other things, but uh, no, 300 episodes. And you know what? We have not missed a single week. We've done way more than 300 episodes. So it's 300 official episodes that we've given the episode title to, but we've done a lot of like bonus episodes, interview episodes, things that we just released during the week that we didn't really tag as episodes. So when you look them up on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on, it should come up to 300 with this episode. Sometimes they'll put them under different numbers and there'll be a whole lot more. But this is our official 300th episode of the Grown Up Rock podcast. And we haven't missed a single week. And in a lot of cases, we've given you, you know, two in that week. So we've stayed busy for sure. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. We don't change the way we do things around here at Growing Up Rock, even with the 300th episode. So for tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight, I'm going to spotlight some local brothers from Florida Panhandle called Gunshine. This band has been making the rounds on the Facebook post and in the groups, and a lot of people are digging this Gunshine record, this debut self-titled record. So I want it to spotlight them. I've checked out the record. I like them. They remind me a lot of Tor Tora and even a little bit of Dirty Honey. So check out this first song off their self-titled debut called Loud.
I don't know anything about this band. Somebody, there was a listener that sent me a note saying, you need to check out this band Gunshine. Sometimes I'll get those notes via messenger or sometimes I'll get them via like a Twitter uh, message or whatever. And sometimes people just straight up text me or email me. I can't remember how I got it. It might've been messenger. So normally, you know, I give it that two, three minutes on that first song, first couple of songs. If there's something interesting to me, yep. I really like these guys. I I was like, who the hell is this? And I thought maybe it was a band that, because at times people will reach out and they'll give me a band that's been around like 18 years that, you know, got 12 albums and I'm looking for other stuff. I'm like, oh, they don't got much out there. But what I heard, I really liked. Yeah. So the self-titled debut record was produced and engineered by Chris Collier. If you know that name, he's done things with Korn, Mick Mars, White Snake, Lynch Mob, Prong. He's done some things. Uh, the band consists of Austin Ingerman on guitar, James Renshaw on drums, Jordan Benson on vocals, and Pat Brown on bass. They have a new single coming out in the month of March. By the time you hear this, it will be out. The name of the single is called Swing Away. Go check that out. They have a new EP that's coming out sometime this year, which was also mixed and mastered by Chris Collier. Uh, so they're not playing out a bunch. They're playing out around Florida. Again, the band is from the Panhandle in Florida. And if it holds true, supposedly somebody was working on setting them up to play a show in Cocoa Beach the weekend of Mork. So... We might have an opportunity to go to a club and check them out down there by uh, the port before we get on the boat from work at the end of uh, April. So who knows? I'm going to stay tuned for that and keep an eye on that to see if that actually happens, uh, because that might be something fun to go do. But again, the band is Gunshine. The song you heard was Loud, and it's from their self-titled debut record. If you like that tune, you should like the rest of the record. It's definitely in that same vein as that single. And like I said, to me, they remind me of a Dirty Honey and a Tora Tora, and it's probably because of that guy's vocals. Very high like that. Uh, so I dig it, and hopefully you guys will too. So real quick, Chris Collier is getting uh, some credit for Mick Mars. Mick Mars ain't done shit. Yeah, maybe. So I, how you get credit for shit that doesn't exist? I noticed that as well. It's in the credits. I don't know, maybe because he did some stuff on Mick Mars' solo record. That solo record, there's been a lot of work done on it. It just hasn't come out yet. So uh, that's the only thing I can assume. You shouldn't be able to get credit until it's like, I can consume it. <laughs> don't disagree with you. Don't disagree with you. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. Okay, so getting to the episode, first place we're going to start is, and you know, we talked about we're going to do kind of a when rock rule the charts, but not really. We're not going to dig deep into any one chart on any specific date. We're going to actually talk about a couple of charts on a couple of dates and then just uh, talk about some fun stuff. So first thing I got here is what the Billboard 200 was, the top 10, on August 6, 2017, the day we started. And judging by this chart, this is exactly why we needed to have a rock podcast, because <laughs> definitely rock is not ruling the charts at this point in time. Yeah. By the way, I only own one of these, and I've heard three of these. That's it. So at number 10 on the Billboard 200 on August 6, 2017, was 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. I'm going to tell you straight up, Desert Island album. Dude, that thing absolutely rocks. I love that album. And the whole family does too. Number nine, American Teen by 
Khalid, because there's a Khalid and a Khalid, so I'm assuming. Uh, Number eight, Moana, the soundtrack, the movie. Number seven, Evolved, Imagine Dragons, which everybody says Imagine Dragons is rock. I can't bring myself to say that. (laughs) Number six, Divide by Ed Sheeran. Number five, Isa album by 21 Savage. I don't even know what that is. Number four was Grateful by DJ Khaled. Number three was Jungle Rules by French Montana. (laughs) Number two was Damn by Kendrick Lamar. And the number one album on 8-6-2017, the day we started, was 444 by Jay-Z. Wow. Do you know what 444 represents? Not a clue. Me neither. Oh, I figured it was 444 p.m. the day finished it. I don't know. Shit, I have no idea. (laughs) So I've never even heard of French Montana. I've never heard. Have no clue what that is. DJ Khalid and Khalid. That's probably the two get confused. I've heard of both of them. So yeah, 21 Savage, I've heard of Ed Sheeran. I've heard of Imagine Dragons, who uh, our friend Aaron Kamara likes to refer to them as Imagination Dragons. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And of course, Burrito Bars. So I've heard of most of this stuff, but uh, yeah, not any of it is in my uh, rotation. Let me just put it that way. Oh, the Bruno Mars is in mine. 24 karat magic in the So on the Billboard 100, so the top 10 songs on 8-6-2017, at number 10, Attention by Charlie Poof. I don't know who that is. Number nine, Body Like a Back Road by Sam Hunt. Number eight, There's Nothing Holding Me Back by Sean Mendez. Number seven, Believer by Imagine Dragons. Six, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, which was number one forever, seemed like. Number five, Unforgettable by French Montana featuring Swali. Is that the Nat King Cole Unforgettable? I don't even know. I'm pretty sure no. <laughs> oh, okay. Number four, I'm the one. Okay, let me take a deep breath here. DJ Khaled featuring Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne. Okay, whatever. Number three, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars, which is a great song. Number two, so you had number four, now he has number two, is Wild Thoughts by DJ Khaled featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. And number one is Despacito by Luis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. Dude, rock did not rule the charts in 2017. (laughs) (laughs) So Charlie Puth came to fame as a YouTuber. That's where I think he was discovered, if I'm not mistaken. He's just a songwriter. I don't know what to refer to his music. I guess just pop, maybe. I don't know. He, he A lot of it is just him and a piano. Sam Hunt, that's country. Shawn Mendes is what it is. Yeah, Daddy Yankee. That has a reggae-like club feel to it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I don't know much else about it. Eh, meh, yeah. Meh. <laughs> yeah. Meh. Um, all right, so let's... Uh, talk about some other fun stuff we wanted to share you know since we got 300 episodes wanted to kind of share what our favorite episodes were so far you know there's a bunch you could pick and you don't want to leave out people but so i've got a bunch i I really liked the prince we like it heavy episode and one of the reasons i really liked that episode was we waited a little while to do it because he had died and i wasn't ready to talk about it and still today like my mood 
changes saying Prince died out loud. My voice changes saying Prince died out loud. I didn't know the man, never met him, but there's just something about like a part of, I don't know, whether it's your childhood, whether it's your growing up rock years, there's something about it. Yeah. I really enjoyed the first Eclipse episode we did, and we've talked about Eclipse a lot. And I love all the trivia episodes we do, and of course, the 100th episode with Dave Medichetti. But I'll tell you, I have really enjoyed doing the wild hairs, having all my kids on, Mm -hmm. having my brother on, having Tony on. They turned out to be really fun episodes, and I don't go back and listen to a lot of episodes over again, but I have listened to those episodes a couple of times. Yeah. So how about you? My favorite episodes, it's hard to put a favorite on so many episodes. It's also hard to remember 300 episodes. It's a lot of what I told you, which is when you edit an episode, you've listened to it probably a hundred times at that point by the time you get done with it. And once you're done with it, you're done with it. I don't go back and listen to it. I don't listen to it when it comes out. It's done. So it runs from week to week because you're constantly sort of working on the podcast. I think some of my favorite episodes, a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, I love. I really love it when we interviewed Eric Martin. I thought that was a great episode. I thought that he was a lot of fun. I like it when we're interviewing people and it doesn't come off as an interview and it's more of just a great fun conversation and nobody really takes himself too seriously. So I really enjoyed that one. I immensely enjoyed the Dave Manichetti episode because he was gracious with his time and also knowing what Y&T meant to you uh, because of the big Y&T fan you were. So uh, getting him for the hundredth episode was great fun. I enjoy a lot of the stuff that we've recorded on the Monsters of Rock cruises, especially, you know, when our friends from Potter and Hell join us. And it's just a great time. And it's fun talking about and recapping that. Uh, I have a good time with a lot of that stuff. And then I've really enjoyed our album series that we've done. I don't enjoy every album that we talk about, but I've enjoyed that series and having a new series every year and getting to talk about a different album each month. And uh, I've just enjoyed that. It's been uh, great fun. So those are just, you know, a few, but honestly, in my opinion, every time we put out an episode, regardless of whether people like it or not, I feel like it's quality content. It just may not be somebody's bag, so they may not dig it. But we don't turn out an episode and I go, man, that was just pure shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I got you. Talking about pure shit and what did well. So it sounds like the one that had the most amount of listens probably doesn't surprise anybody. It was Menachetti at episode 100. Well, there were a few reasons that that was such a high performer. One was Dave doesn't do a ton of interviews. So to get Dave, number two is Y&T has a really great base following. I mean, they've been at it for years. And even though they never broke through to become this Motley Crue or Van Halen, they've been at it for so long that their base following loves them. And Dave shared the podcast. He shared the episode out 
on his social media feed. And when an artist does that, it helps like crazy. He shared somebody didn't blabbermouth or somebody pick up. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Somebody picked up the episode. And, and so it just it did a lot of business. Now, one episode that was really surprising that is really close to the business that the Dave Manichetti episode did was the interview that I did with Ty Tabor from King's X. That episode blew up. And I think just it's not outperforming the Y&T version, but it's like right in there. Uh, and so those are definitely the two biggest performing episodes of uh, the Grown Up Rock podcast for sure. And then we've had episodes that haven't done well. Most of them were at the beginning, I think. A lot of them were at the beginning and a lot of them were themed episodes. So episodes where for whatever reason, the theme just didn't, nobody had interest in it. They didn't care. So they just didn't download the episode tuned out. The only thing that I say about those episodes is that normally in those themed episodes, we end up playing some pretty good music. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's the only thing that I think people miss on some of those themed episodes that we do. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I had this concept and this idea called time capsules, which were basically short episodes that I was going to do with other podcasters, other friends, and just find out how they grew up rock. Basically, what was it about rock and roll that they liked? And so they shared their stories, but I guess because they're not famous people, people didn't really care. And so those were some not great performing episodes. Nobody really cared because it wasn't a name that they knew uh, unless it was another podcast that they listened to. But they were just short, like, I want to say 20 to 40 minute episodes and would talk to them about what got them into rock and roll, essentially. Okay, so some other fun stuff. I got some uh, data for you here. Any idea what the first song ever played on Growing Up Rock was? You're the one who played it. Yeah, I know. Um, maybe either ACDC or Pat Benatar? Nope. The first song ever played was on the intro episode, Romeo's Delight, Van Halen. Van Halen, because that was the song. That was that was the moment. I, I should have known that. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I should have known that one. Okay. The first official crank it up we did was actually on the third episode. There's no way you're going to be able to guess what the first crank it up song we did. Do you remember it all? I have no clue, but the third episode was technically the introductory episode for you, right? Right. Okay. We were kind of feeling our way on what did we want to crank it up to be, and we really wanted it to be like a new song, possibly of a band people hadn't heard of. So the first crank it up we ever did was Sister's Doll, Good Day to Be Alive. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh, that's hilarious, man. I had no idea. No one would ever guess that. You had to come up with that crank it up. I didn't come up with that, did I? No, but they had just released the song, and I think that's the song that maybe Bruce is on. I can't remember. But they had just released it, and I had heard it, and I'm like, oh, my God, 
was that at the same time that they were getting pressed for being Peter Chris's backup band here in uh in US? Not yet. They were getting pressed for either opening for Ace or opening for Bruce in Australia. And I think they helped Peter in Australia possibly first. Wow. Yeah, so they were just starting to bubble. Okay, here's a crazy one. The 300th minute of the podcast. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yes. Take a wild guess what episode that would be. The 300th minute. The 300th minute of the podcast had to be, so that first episode was pretty short. I want to say the first episode was somewhere around 35, 40 minutes long. The second episode was the interview with Classic 78, which that one ran pretty long. So let me see. Um, Carry so, the one. Yeah, carry the one, take off my shoes count. Uh, I'm going to say it was in the fourth episode. That is incorrect. The 300th minute of the podcast officially was 22 seconds into the sixth episode. Woo! And the song that was playing at the time, long way to go, the live version by the Dead Daisies, because I think we had done a Dead Daisies kind of a double episode. I think six and seven or five and six were both Dead Daisies episodes. Oh, so let's see. One of them was the interview right? Uh, with yeah Mendoza, and the other one was a uh, family tree thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one was a tough one to figure out, but I figured it out. The 300th song we have ever played on the podcast. I'm not even sure how you figured this out. Does that include the intros and outros? That includes everything that played for more than a minute. Okay. So the 300th song that we ever played on the podcast was on January 28, 2018, during the Kiss Expo Confessionals bonus episode, and it was I Want to Be Your Victim by Vinnie Vincent Invasion. <laughs> was that something that somebody re uh, requested? I think we just cut it in as a play this into like the next person who we talk to or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. That's cool. All right, so here's a crazy one. Has nothing to do with the podcast. The 300th point that Michael Jordan scored. I figured that out. Okay. Uh -huh. The basket that gave him his 300th point, Michael Jordan, was on November 19th, 84, in his 12th game, by the way. He scored 300 points in 12 games. <laughs> okay. And the game was against the Indiana Pacers, if you care. That was his 12th game in the league? Yeah. 12th wow. game in the league. Yeah. Wow. All right, here's uh take a shot on this one. Studio albums only, Iron Maiden. What is the song playing on the 300th minute? So think about that. If an average song is five songs, that would be the 60th song released by them on a studio album. I did some math for you there. If you were to say the 300th minute of Iron Maiden studio albums, any idea what even album it would be? You know, this is an audio podcast, right? Yeah, I know, but I can't do math that freaking quick. I can't. And I can't go through all the albums, so I'm going to take a pass. I have no idea. It's after all the ones I like. I can tell you that. So the 300th minute on Iron Maiden studio albums gets you to seventh son of a seventh son. Like I said. <laughs> and the 300th minute is during the prophecy, by the yeah. way. Well, let's come to you. Okay. We'll come to your bang zone here. Give me the 300th minute on Dio studio albums. 
(laughs) It's not like Iron Maiden's not my bang zone. You're just asking questions. I don't have enough time in the world to figure out. I have 300 minute. 300 master of the moon. (laughs) No. So the 300 minute on Dio studio albums is angry machines. Okay. That song, big sister. It's not a very good song. That is a good song. That's one of the few good songs on that record. (laughs) That's a 300 minute. Yeah. Yeah. I like Big Sister. <laughs> Got a good riff. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Look at all the people here tonight. Oh, man. I got to make an announcement right here. Can you hear me out there? It's time to take a quick break in the action from this week's episode. Sonny and I just wanted to thank all of you, the listeners, for joining us each and every week. Whether you just found us today or have been listening for multiple episodes, we love your passion for music and rock and roll in general. We consider you all part of our loud minority family. Always remember you can communicate with us a few different ways. If you don't mind Facebook, head over to the Growing Up Rock Loud Minority Facebook group and be part of the conversation. It's a private group and all you have to do is ask to join, answer a few rock and roll questions, and you're in. If you despise Facebook, which many people do, then send us an email to growinguprock at gmail.com. We get everything there. You can follow us on Twitter and Insta at Growing Up Rock, which is one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K. In the event you feel entertained by our podcast, we would appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and go leave us a five-star review either at Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, so to get to some other charts, what I did was I wanted to look at the charts for the top songs. Because albums, you know, we don't always know the albums, but if you're looking at songs from years prior, especially if you're going to talk about the top 10, some of the songs just kind of ring a bell sometimes, right? That wasn't so true in 2017. But So I looked at 1977, 87, 97, 2007, and got the top 10 songs. So in 1977, on 8-6, so that would be 40 years before we started. The top 10 songs were number 10, You and Me by Alice Cooper. I'm not even sure I know that song. Yeah. Number nine, What You Gonna Do by Pablo Cruz. Number eight, The Amazing Easy by The Commodores. Number seven, Your Love Has Lifted Me Higher by Rita Coolidge was a great song. Yeah. Number six, The Do Ron Ron by yeah. Sean Cassidy. Yeah. Number five, Do You Want to Make Love by Peter McCann. I have no idea what song that is. Number four, My Heart Belongs to Me by Barbara Streisand. Thank God I don't know anything about that song. Number three, Best of My Love by The Emotions, which is a great song. Great song. Number two, I'm In You by Peter Frampton, which sounds very sexual, and I don't know that song. Oh, it's a great song. And number one, I Just Want to Be Your Everything by Andy Gibb. Here's a quick hot take, uh, because I, you know, people are cool when they say hot take. So here's a hot take. 
the songs on the Hot 100 on August 6, 1977, better than the songs that are on the Hot 100 <laughs> and on August 6, 2000, whatever it so was, 2017. 17. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so let's go to our bang zone a little bit and let's go 30 years. So August 6, 1987. The Billboard Hot 100. Number 10, What's It To You by Robbie Neville. I don't know that song. I know Robbie Neville. I don't think I know that song. Number nine, Alone by Heart. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Cross My Broken Heart by the Jets, which was from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. I don't know that song. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I heard it, I probably knew it. Yeah. Number seven, Who's That Girl by Madonna. Everybody knows that song. Number six, Rhythm's Gonna Get You by Gloria Estefan of the Miami Sound Machine. Awesome song. Number five, her name is Luca. She lives yep. on the second floor. Remember, yep. Suzanne Vega? Yeah. Good song. Number four, Heart and Soul by Tapao. Yes, I remember that song. I was, uh, what, 18 when that came out. Number three, Shakedown by Bob Seeker from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Number yep. two, I Want Your Sex by George Michael from the Beverly Hills soundtrack. <laughs> you want to take a wild guess? The Beverly Hills Cop did really well that year. Yeah. And number one, God damn it. I still haven't found what I'm looking for by you two. God, I can't stand you two. Good stuff. So Rhythm is Gonna Get You by Gloria Estefan. Was that a re-release or is that actually when that song came out? I think that's when that song came out. It just seems so much older than that. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I don't think yeah. that was a re-release, but I guess it could have been. I mean, when you think about that song and Luca, you sure don't think about them in the same time frame. But yeah, I like Shakedown a lot. You know, I mean, look, out of these songs, I don't know Heart and Soul for whatever reason. I'm sure I'd know it if I heard it. And I don't know What's It To You, Robbie Neville, probably the same thing. I'd know it if I heard it. The rest of these songs, you know, I like them. I like the U2 tune, whether you like them or not. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. All right. 20 years ago. 1997, 8697. Now we get to some interesting ones because some I know and some I don't think I know. Number 10, Never Make a Promise by Drew Hill. I don't know what that is. Number nine, How Do I Live, Leanne Rimes. Dude, that song was on radio, I swear to God, 85 times an hour. Yeah. Number eight, Sunny Came Home by Sean Colvin. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Number seven, Do You Know What It Takes by Robin. I don't know what that is. Um, I'm assuming that's not Batman's Robin because it's with a Y. <laughs> uh number six not tonight by lil kim featuring da beat left eye missy elliott and angel may i don't know what that is it's da brat is it's it da little, brat oh okay. yeah little kim uh, featuring da brat left eye from tlc missy elliott you know and i don't know angie more but yeah Number five, Bitch by Meredith Brooks, which was a huge song. That's a great song. I love that song. Number four, Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Great song. Yeah. Number three, I love this song. F you for all you guys that want to hang up now. Number three, Quit Playing Games with My Heart by Backstreet Boys. Dude, that's a great song. I don't (laughs) care what anybody says. Number two, Mo Money, Mo Problems by the Notorious B.I.G. featuring Puff Daddy and Maze. Uh Uh-huh more money more problems give me more money i won't have no more problems i'll tell you that <laughs> and then number one i'll be missing you by puff daddy and faith evans featuring 112 if i heard the song i probably would know it but i don't think i know it so this is obviously a period of time uh right after biggie got gunned down because biggie's number two in the charts and that i'll be missing you song was a tribute Oh, was it? Okay. I'm positive because Faith Evans was 
notorious big's wife or girlfriend or whatever so i'm almost positive i mean she was a artist too but i'm i'm almost 100 percent sure that's a tribute song to uh big so and then 10 years ago on august 6 2007 the billboard hot 100 top 10 i was surprised how many songs i knew and i was wondering why do i know these songs i know these songs because the girls were both under 10 and they would want these songs like on their iPod touch or whatever, or the iPod mini thing. And I would have to listen to it to make sure it wasn't like super crazy and then get them like the clean version. And my oldest daughter at the time was 13. So the girls wanted to listen to what Angel was listening to, that kind of stuff. That's why I actually know these songs. So number 10 on August 6, 2007, 10 years before we started the podcast, A Baby by Hurricane Chris. Number nine, Make Me Feel Better by Fabulous, featuring Neho. Number eight, Buy You a Drank by T-Pain, featuring Young Jock. Okay. Number seven, Party Like a Rockstar by Shop Boys, which was all over the place. Number six, Bartender by T-Pain, featuring Akon, which Akon and Neho was like they were really uh, getting big at the time. Number five, The Way I Are by Timbaland, featuring Carrie Hilson, which Timbaland was getting huge at the time. Number four, Umbrella by Rihanna, a la, a la, a, 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 <laughs> featuring Jay-Z. Uh, we just saw that at the Super Bowl. Number three, Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie, which I love that song. Um, oh, God. She's my girlfriend. Yeah, you wish. Uh, my uh, my humps. That's all I can say about that. Fergie Ferg. <laughs> yeah. Fergie Ferg is my girl. Uh, number two was Hey There, Delilah by the Plain White Tees, which that was like the pop song of pop songs in that generation. And that number one, Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston, which all my girls were in love with this dude, I think, at one point. Hey, you left out on that T-Pain song, the full title. It's Buy You a Drink, Shawty Snapping. <laughs> Whatever that means. Spell, spelled S-H-A-W-T-Y, Snapping. Yeah. I don't know what any of that means. That's why I left it off. <laughs> so you can tell, like, man, you start looking like 10-year increments the music change was dramatic. You look at like three-year increments, you can tell where it's kind of changing to slowly. Like it went from hair metal to like grunge, pop was always there, to then a lot of boy bands, to like it was featuring this person, featuring that person, featuring this person, featuring that person. Like it kind of went, if you look at three-year increments, you understand it better, I guess. I think one of the things that surprises me is that that chart from 87, there's not one like, hair band ballad in the top 10 yeah and i think it's just timing i think that's just a yeah. timing thing i think if you looked at top 40 on that date it'd be littered with hair metal yeah Right, so getting back to the podcast a little bit, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite guests. And uh, you know, you mentioned Eric Martin. We talked about Dave Menachetti, great guest. Terry Glaze, homie's a, just a nut. He's crazy. Mm -hmm. I was very happy we got Michael Sweet. I thought Millie Matijevich was a great interview. You know, for me, and I want to get your take too, is I just never thought that I would ever end up talking 
to some of these folks that I've listened to basically my whole life. The podcast has created an avenue where I've either talked to or met some of these folks. They're not going to be lifelong friends. You can't even really call them acquaintances. You barely know them. But it was kind of nice to meet some of those folks. There's some I've stayed away from meeting because, you know, that old adage, you don't want to kind of meet your heroes kind of thing. Because just from what I know of them, I'm like, ah, I don't want to get into a point where like I can't stand that person and that's it now if it's kind of been tainted. So I stay away from some of the folks. But these folks that I'm talking about, um, I enjoy talking to. And we've interviewed a lot of people, some obviously more famous than others over the years in this podcast. I can't think of anybody that we've talked to that I've talked to or that we've talked to that has just been not nice. Everybody has been fine. Everybody's been nice. Some are better interviews than others. Some have more to say. Some are natural at it. But there's nobody that I can remember that we've talked to that has treated us badly or anything like that. You, can you remember anybody like that? No, I don't even know. There might have only been a couple of times where we touched a nerve on somebody, right? Like you could immediately tell, oh, probably want to stay away from that topic again, right? But even there, maybe just not even two or three times possibly that I can name. There was one, and I don't think the guest ever knew it, that Stephen forgot to hit record and then <laughs> text me 20 minutes in and goes, I didn't hit record. Should we tell him? I'm like, fuck, no, we ain't telling him. We'll figure it out. Just keep talking. Should, should we spill the beans on which one that was? No. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely. That has been our only mishap yeah. in recording. Uh, there was one. We did a trivia episode, remember, with Courtney, and the thing was, like, unlistenable almost. Yeah, and we had to redo that. I would say, I mean, there's been some moments for me personally. I've done the bulk of the interview episodes simply because Sonny's schedule doesn't usually allow for it. My schedule's much more flexible, so I'm able to do the uh, some of the people easier than Sonny and I both doing them. I always like doing the interviews more with Sonny just because it takes a little bit of the pressure off me having to be the only one talking which I don't always love, but I would say some of my favorite interviews as far as a fan goes to like, I really enjoyed interviewing Bit Byford from Saxon backstage before the show. I interviewed Frank Hannon before Tesla show backstage. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed my uh, Skype chat with uh, Zach Wild and having him call me Father Steve was <laughs> was a cool <laughs> moment for me. Uh, I enjoyed that. And like Sonny said, talking to Terry Glaze was a great interview, a lesser known name, but a fun person to talk to and just a great interview. And Eric Martin, we've talked to Jeff, what oh, I've talked to him twice We've talked to him together, what, once or twice, right? That's right. So that's been good. Jeff has been a good dude. Every time we've had him on, he's been fun. I've talked to Joe Holkstra several times. Joel's been great every time we've had him on. Those things are fun, and they always do well because they have fans out there. So if the fans follow the artist and it's somebody they're interested in hearing from, they'll check out the episode. Which is good, you know, it's, that's what we want. We want more people to discover the podcast and then stick around. 
And that's not always the case. We've built numbers over the years and word has gotten out. And that's always the end goal is to get more listeners. But I mean, Sonny and I do this for the love of it because neither one of us are changing our daytime jobs anytime soon. I don't think, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but anything you do for a while goes through changes. Yeah. Talking about some of the stuff that didn't last too long or died off pretty quick. Remember we tried word of the day that pretty much died off. Yeah. We were sharing everybody who had shared us and blah, blah, blah. And that kind of stuff works when you first start the podcast. But after a while you get a listener base and everybody knows who they are and it becomes more of a friendship than folks just kind of sharing you and kind of listening to you. Cause you know, we meet these folks in on Mork or kiss cruises and other places. So that kind of died off. And then really the only reoccurring theme we were doing that we kind of changed, we were doing this ain't no disco and we would talk about a specific year. And really when rock ruled the charts kind of took that over. Mm -hmm. Do you remember any other major changes we went through? No, I pulled up the thing. We called her Samantha for a long time, which is the person that does the intros for the shows. And she does the historic moment and she does the uh, shuffle, rattle and roll. She's been there almost from the beginning. We call her Samantha. I don't even know what her real name is. She's not related to any of us. She's just somebody that does voiceovers, basically. And uh, I had her do a voiceover at the beginning of the podcast. The one vision I had for this podcast from the very beginning was that I wanted it to be a show that I would listen to. So I wanted it to be like any other show that you would hear on radio, like, you know, Metal Shop or Rockline or that metal show that's on TV, only in audio form, essentially. And that was my vision from day one. So I wanted it to have an intro and an outro and some breaks in the middle. And we've kind of kept that format all along. We haven't changed a great deal of stuff. Hell, part of it is probably we're lazy. <laughs> or at least I'm lazy. Part of it is uh, if I'm enjoying doing the show and I enjoy still listening to what we're putting out, uh, which, like I said, if I edit it, I enjoyed it enough to listen to it. And, you know, that's all I ever envisioned. The end goal of this podcast from the very beginning was never to make a career out of this. It was to talk rock and roll, to shed some light on uh, music and bands, both new and old that we enjoyed. And that was basically it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was it from my viewpoint. Uh, and so I don't know a whole lot of changes other than there have been some series that we thought were going to be series and, and really didn't make it that long because people didn't seem to care. We didn't have a grasp on what we were doing in that particular series. So we just kind of stopped doing it. Uh, but now I think we've settled on six, seven different series and we'll add to that as time goes on and we'll still do the one-off whatever holiday episode or whatever it happens to be. And we'll still have the interviews here and there, but that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Reoccurring theme wise, you know, we've done the wild hairs. You've done a couple of mixtapes. We do a ton of game shows, category, years, trivia, match game, who am I? What band am I? What album am I? You know, we've done Van Halen trivia. We've done a bunch of album reviews. We've done our album series. We've done this band versus band, which we, we did a rat versus crew, which was fun. We did a maiden versus priest, which was fun. We did a Ozzy versus Dio, which was fun. So there's, there's some of those probably. I'm sure at some point we'd probably do a, 
like a Metallica versus Megadeth or maybe a Beatles versus Stones or something like that. Yeah, we'll continue with those because those are just, they invoke great conversation for one thing, which I always enjoy the episodes where the listeners get involved, either through the Loud Minority Facebook group or polls that Sonny sends out. So I really enjoy those episodes because it's our way to be able to kind of talk and converse with you guys. This artist versus that artist or this album versus that album, whatever. It's just good, fun. Yeah, and some of the other ones, we just started Alphabet Soup. Uh, we're through a couple of letters there. Um, we've done a Thanking the Greats, talking about you know specifics on Michael Wagner or Desmond Child, Randy Rhodes. Uh, we've done Steve Vai. The latest we did was Holly Knight. We've got this 250 list that we've been going through. We've got a couple of episodes on that out there. And then obviously we do the Rock Rule of Charts, which people seem to enjoy a lot. So we've got some reoccurring themes. They work out pretty well, So and people seem to enjoy them. Yeah, and every year we do the Mork, the Monsters of Rock Cruise preview and the Monsters of Rock Cruise recap because, one, we know everybody doesn't get the opportunity to go on that. Two, I think that it's fun to share the adventure, which is our way to kind of take you guys along with us. Uh, and so you get the opportunity to really sort of see or hear what it's like to be on the Monsters of Rock Cruise and the ridiculous adventures that our group, which our group started out and it was just, <laughs> I mean, the first Sonny had been on one before me. And then the one that myself and Sonny went on, it was just the four of us, which was Sonny and his wife, me and my wife. And then there were a couple of people like Mark and Tony, and that was pretty much it. But then the following year, the guys from Potter and Hell joined us. And then we started becoming friendly with some people that were on it, that were also on the Kiss Cruise, people like, you know, Leslie and Dr. Dennis uh, Hester, our friend there. And, you know, and now Eric Alberti is on uh, last year and he's on this year with his wife. And our group has just grown each year bigger and bigger. I think we're probably up to uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 to 20 people that are kind of regular hangers in the schooner bar in between sets. Uh, so it's just become, you know, we've got our own little community on the boat there. And uh, this year we'll be doing it again. It looks like they've got a great lineup for this year. And so we'll be sharing our preview of that before the cruise and then our recap with many of the friends that went along with us. So I always look forward to those. All right, some other interesting factoids. So, I found what our first official trivia question was. <laughs> so, it was on episode 75. Righty was on it. It was a Who Am I episode. So I'm going to try it on you, see if you learned anything. So if you remember, the Who Am I episode was you get 10 clues. If you take a guess and you're wrong, your partner gets to guess and steal the points. Every clue you get, you get one less point, right? So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So for 10 points, between the band I was in and my solo work, I've released 13 studio albums dating back to 1976. Next. For nine points. I wasn't born in America, but most people consider me an American artist. Next. For eight points, I was a contestant on a cooking show called Chopped. 
I made it through the first round, but was chopped in the second round. Next. For seven points, back in the day, Howie Mandel had a TV series. I was a guitarist in the house band most nights. Next. For six points, I was once married to a screamer. I mean, piercing screams. Man, that was painful. (laughs) Uh, God. Next. For five points, most would say my guitar playing is better than my singing, but I do both. (laughs) You struggled. The righty struggled with this the first time, too. Yeah. Next. All right. For four points, my highest charting single, which stalled at number eight in 1989, was a duet. The person that I sang with wasn't exactly Pavarotti either. And these are the exact clues I used on episode 75, by the way. Lita Ford? Lita Ford is correct. (laughs) Okay. So you would have got four points. Now, the way episode 75 ran, I had to read number three, which was I was on hiatus, totally out of the music scene for 12 years to focus on raising my two sons. Right. He said next. Then I went to two, which was I was considered a sex symbol in the 80s. Hey, if you got it flaunted, right? I still look pretty good. Right. He guessed at that point, Kip Winger. That was incorrect. <laughs> I went to you. You guessed Paul Stanley. Because <laughs> the cooking check. So then I had to go to the last clue that was when I released my first solo album, I was pissed off. You could say I was out for blood, and Righty finally got Lita Ford. I can't believe I guessed Paul Stanley when the first record was like 77 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, what moral to that story? You ain't learned shit in basically four years. Okay. I, I learned a little something. I got better points this time around. That is absolutely true. All right, for you sports fans, just a little trivia if you want to mess with your uh, work buddies at work. Pete Rose's 300th hit, by the way, was on September 26, 64. It was against the New York Mets. Reggie Jackson's 300th homer was in his 11th season. By the way, Reggie Jackson is known for hitting home runs. He did not hit number 300 till his 11th season. August 5th, 77 against the Seattle Mariners, which is a little weird, right? August 6th. We started August 5th. That's a little weird. The 300th minute of Seinfeld is on season two, episode nine. And they're talking about, do you remember the episode where Elaine and Jerry are talking about having sex and then having a set of rules, right? No call the next day. You get to uh, choose if you want to stay over. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the episode's called the deal. All right, now I'm going to ask you some questions. 300th minute of Van Halen studio albums. What album do you think that is? Good Lord. That's later, late, much later. Because <laughs> those every records album are like, like 20, 30 minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like 30 minute records. So uh, 300 minute would be um, somewhere around eight, nine. They started getting much longer when Sammy got in the band. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, one hour, four, uh, 20. Uh, so I'm going to say the F-U-C-K record. That is correct. Nice. And the 300th minute is during Spanked. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nice guess. Nice guess. All right. We're going to stay in your bang zone here. 300th minute of Priest studio albums. Where does that put them? Um, <laughs> Man, trying to remember. Let's see. I'm going to say, let's go with Defenders of the Faith. That is incorrect. Point of Entry. 
Damn it. Way too late. Yeah. 300th minute is You Say Yes. There's some song called You Say Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Say Yes. Yeah. And that's a super poppy tune. Oh, okay. And then the last one I got for you, the 300th minute of Ozzy's solo studio albums. Any clue? Um, I'm going to go with No More Tears. That was close. Osmosis. Uh, after. Okay. And it was during Denial, the song Denial. Yeah. Those are really fun <laughs> to get. How did you go about getting that? So all you got to do is, you know what the studio albums are, right? What's the length of them? Get to the fifth hour. How did you get to the dang Seinfeld? The Seinfeld's harder, but luckily, every episode that Seinfeld released the first three to four seasons was 22 minutes long. (laughs) So you can just do the math. All right. The hardest one was the 300th song we ever played. Yeah. That was tough. (laughs) All right. So let's connect it to Kiss. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. Okay, so for the historic moment, I could have went with the first official historic moment we ever played, which was on the third episode. It was Under the Gun. I could have went with the 300th minute of Kiss Studio albums, which was Under the Rose on the Elder. Not going there. Ugh. But instead, we're going to go with the 300th Kiss song. On all official KISS releases, I'm including the studio albums, the live albums, the solo albums, what was the 300 song, all the compilations, everything. I'm sure the release police is going to give me arguments about this. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. Go get your own (laughs) podcast. Whatever. So the 300th KISS song that I could figure out on all official KISS releases was on 1993's Alive 3. So here is Eric Singer, Bruce Kulick, Derek Sherinian on keyboards. Yes, live people. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons with their live version of a little bit of faster version of Rock and Roll Night. by a little bit of faster he means a lot of bit of faster and uh yeah hey it's the theme of the grown-up rock podcast rock and roll all night and party every day how can you not love that man (laughs) i had to refresh myself with this uh version of this tune definitely it, it felt like breakneck speed but like i told you this song was always faster live this is sort of an underrated live record in my opinion yeah, it just doesn't get its due, right? Because, first of all, they're not in makeup. Yeah. And then second, when Unplug came, it brought Nace Peter back. So, of course, that's going to get more, right? You don't have Eric Carr, which people were pissed about that there's no live record out there with Eric Carr on it. So, it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. But they'll get that live record now with uh, all the soundboards, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, that should be fun. Listen, I want to tell you all, I want to tell you you've been a dynamite 
Yeah, so 300 episodes. I don't know if we'll make it to 600, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll just have to say, basically, hey, I wasn't sure we'd make it to 300. I want to say at the time we were starting this podcast, it wasn't that long after that that I think uh, the Decibel Geek guys were going to be celebrating their 300th episode or something. And I remember it was a, a pretty big deal for them. I mean, there's not a ton of milestones that we celebrate, but I think this is one that needed to be celebrated. I think probably maybe around 500 we'll celebrate uh, if we make it that far. And then we do our yearly uh, anniversary episodes, uh, which last year it was what, five was last year or four? Well, it has to be five because if we have 300 episodes, this one a week, we were at 250. So we're about to come to six, I think. Okay, right? so I know it always has something to do with the fifth album release from a band or the fifth song, or it's tied to a number, uh, whatever that episode's going to be this year. But uh, yeah, so look, all in all, it's been a fun ride. I've made great friends along the way. I've had fun discovering a lot of music. I think probably, honestly, between the friends that I've made in the podcast community and the music that I've discovered either on my own or from other podcasters, that's been my funnest takeaway from doing this podcast because it's a lot of work. You know, I've met a lot of people in the community that just either listen to the podcast or love talking rock and roll. And that's been great. Uh, but it takes work to put out a good quality content podcast every week for six years, whatever, five years, six years, 300 episodes. And it's been fun. And I can't think of anybody I'd rather do it with than you, Mr. Pooney. Oh, well, I can think of about 10 people I'd rather do it with, but I'm stuck with you. Yeah, I know. Uh, but that's normal. <laughs> that's natural. That's why That's why this podcast works. I like you. You hate me. Uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> the, the friendship piece of it, you know, and I, you've heard me say, you know, who knew you were going to find new friends at age 50? Like that just doesn't, I didn't think that would happen. I think what helps it is the hobby, right? It's like mm -hmm. a support group. And then, you know, you got the support group that just not very, I mean, you think about all the friends you got, just, there's just not very many people into the same hobby you are. Like if you're a stamp collector, like how many stamp collector friends do you have? Like it just, there isn't that many. And we're in a, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people that like music, but music is so, there's so much of a breadth of music. I like movies too, but then I sit down with somebody like a Brian that loves all these movies that there's no way I would go watch some of these old ass movies. Like somebody told me the other day, how could you have not ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? You need to go watch it, blah, blah. I'm like, look, I've seen about 10 minutes of it in clips over the years. Not interested, period. I don't care, right? And I get it. It's a classic movie, blah, 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 blah. But if we ran into a friend that loved the movies that came out in the 80s and 90s, did it be a, like a lifelong friend? Because that's where I watched all the movies that I'd like really in that time frame. I was thinking about you the other day when you told me you hadn't uh, seen Animal House all the way through. That's on Netflix this month. Go watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll check it out then. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix this month. Go go check it out from start to finish. At least watch the thing because it's, it's definitely entertaining. And I'm with you on the music. The music, uh, Gunshine's a perfect example. In the bubble that I was living in five years ago, mm. Gunshine has zero chance 
of piercing that bubble. Yeah, there's a lot that has zero chance of piercing the bubble if I'm not in the podcast game. Uh, there's stuff that that's old that I would have never listened to all the way through doing these album series and things like that, where I just wouldn't have checked it out from start to finish. So uh, being able to spend time discovering new music and, you know, how we consume music has obviously changed over the years as well. But I've just discovered an immense amount of stuff uh, that I would have never discovered without the podcast before. Yeah. And like you were talking about podcast friends and we were mentioning Brian, you know, we've done stuff with Brian as a series, kind of doing, talking about the movie on his podcast and talking about the soundtrack on Growing Up Rock. And I'll tell you, you know, being a part of Brian's podcast, there's movies that I've seen over and over and over. But then if I know I'm going to be on his podcast, I watch it differently and then I'll pick up things. You know how many times I've seen Hunt for Red October? But then before I went on his podcast, I just kind of really watched without like any distractions. And caught on onto a bunch of things. I'm like, oh my God, that, that's been there the whole time. Is that a new scene? Like I, I had no idea. Because <laughs> you tune out after a while, like if you've seen it a long time. Yeah, I've enjoyed that uh, crossover episode. We started doing that the year before last. And then we did a second episode last year. And I'm going to probably present it to him again this year, but we're going to have to end up getting him out of the comfort zone where he only watches movies that are in his collection because we're either going to have to buy some and send them to him in order to get uh, a good soundtrack. Because not that we haven't had good soundtracks, it's just there's some soundtracks out there that I really want to take advantage of that I haven't quite gotten there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got you. So, yeah, a great episode. I'm glad we got to number 300. Thank you, everybody who listens. Thank you for sending me songs and albums to try. And, hey, you might like this. You might like that. I I know I give people a lot of shit about not everybody's hailstorm. But that doesn't mean I, w- I want you to stop sending to me because I do at least give it a shot. If somebody sends it to me, I give it a shot. And like the gunshine thing was a complete surprise to me. I'm like, who are these guys? Where are these people coming from? Right. And there's some stuff I hear. I'm like, yeah, no, thanks. So, so that's it. 300 episodes in the book. And next week it'll continue business as normal and it'll be 301. Thanks for everybody that's been here, uh, you know, since the beginning. I know we've had a couple of people that are here from day one. Uh, and we've had a lot of new people join us along the way and we've enjoyed it. So thanks to everybody that's come for the ride. Uh, we hope there's a whole bunch more that'll come along and discover us. And that happens by word of mouth and by people sharing the episode and talking it up and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Thanks for listening. And we will see you very, very soon. See ya later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle and roll. Play us out, boys. You just call my name
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.